Hi, I'm Trevor Frank for Wedding Planner Extraordinaire, and you're listening to Wedding Confessions, the podcast where I bring back my newlywed couples to talk all about the good, the bad, the pretty, and sometimes the ugly that has to do with planning their weddings. From family drama, to vendors who don't show up, to dresses that break, and food that's served rotten, it's all here, and everyone has something to confess. I'm joined today with Dee and Sarah. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Well, I was like <laughs> waiting for harmony there. We next it? time. Okay. Next time. No, we'll practice. now. Ready? Hi. Hi. Uh, oh, together. We're, One, we're doing two, all at the same time. Three. Hi. Hi. Of course, Sarah. Singing the same it. note is not a harmony, guys. That Get it together. good, though, didn't it? It, it? it was wonderful. No comment. Okay. I want to talk to the two of you about a lot of things today. Can I read the first email I got from you? Yeah. Sure. I got an email from Sarah and it said, uh, it's fairly last minute, but I wanted to check your availability for a month of coordination for our September wedding this year. I've heard a lot about you, obviously, Duh. Uh, as I too work in the events industry, but I was so sure I'd be able to handle everything myself. I now realize I'll likely be micromanaging <laughs> and not relaxed on the day if I don't have someone there taking care of the timeline and the details. I really don't want it to feel like another day at work. My friend, Ray, who I adore and listens to this podcast all the time, so shout out to Ray, Ray. had you for her wedding a couple of months ago and raved about your services, so you're my first choice. Aww. Having someone queer friendly is extremely, all caps, important to us as my fiance is a trans woman and it's been frustrating that she's been misgendered so much throughout the wedding process thus far. So I read that. And my heart broke. What was happening? Just dealing with any vendors or anything, like everyone always was like, well, what's the husband, what's your husband's name or what's the groom's name or all that. And Sarah was dealing with most of that, but I mean, it, it was something that was personally bothering her and she told me about it and like it, it made sense. It was just something I had always, always already been prepared to deal with the whole time, but I think she really wanted to make sure that didn't happen constantly okay that's that's really interesting so i when i first started being a gay man i found it very interesting that so many vendors that i worked with everything was about bride and groom bride and groom bride and groom all the forms that you have to fill out their websites so i made a conscious effort to make sure that my website was clear of that not queer of that clear (laughs) of that it could be queer of that it could be queer of that too and it only talks about couples. It mm. doesn't have any gender specifications. It doesn't talk about brides or grooms. It talks about couples. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that was really attractive to certain couples that were reaching out to me because they told me, especially the gay couples that I was working with, is that they would come to me and they just said, your, your website made us comfortable. Yeah. Which yeah. is how I think all vendors should be. But f- from what it sounds like, they're not. No, no, not really. I would say the majority of the contracts that I got, I had to to consciously amend and say, you know, we're actually both the bride. It's not bride and groom and, um, you know, changing pronouns and crossing them out. And, and I don't know how much of a difference it made to the vendor. I don't know if they saw that and, and went, oh, or, or if they even noticed. But to me, it was important to have as authentic of an experience yeah. as possible. I mean, the photographer did. Yes. Yeah. She's the one person that like definitely noticed and and made conscious effort to change it after that Mm -hmm. how did that feel were you did that is that part of the reason why you hired uh no because it happened later on 
Mm. I think she kind of caught on like part of the way through the process. Yeah. I actually think our meeting with her was before you had come out Mm -hmm. as trans. Yeah. We met her before that. So that, that makes a lot of sense. So she was kind of there through the entire, the entire process. So you came out after you had already been engaged. Yeah. Obviously Sarah, you knew before, before she came out. Yes. I had an idea. Um, I definitely did. Um, but it's not something that you can assume. No. Um, so mm-hmm. ha- the coming out process for you. So I'm going to actually, let me talk about my coming out process because back, back in my day, <laughs> I grew up <laughs> in the eighties and teenager in the nineties. And back then I only knew of one really gay character on television or sorry, it was a movie. Um, have you ever seen the movie Mannequin? No, you don't watch movies, D. I know this. I'm asking <laughs> Sarah. No, I've never seen it. Have you ever heard of the movie Mannequin? Never. Do you know who Kim Cattrall is? Yes. So this is one of Kim Cattrall's very first movies. She played a mannequin that comes to life at night, and the guy who works in the department store falls in love with the mannequin. It sounds ridiculous. That's creepy. But in the store, there was a very flamboyantly gay man named Hollywood. And that's how he talked. Hollywood! That's how he would say his name. So he was the, my first real introduction to gay people. And as the years went on, every television show and movie would have a gay character and a gay, everything was about being gay. And people were really learning about the gay culture, not accepting so much, but learning. Mm. What's that like for you in the trans community? Because I know that there aren't very many, I mean, for me, characters on TV and movies for you, were there role models? No, um, I think the first, there's probably two that come to mind. Uh, one being Laverne Cox. Um, I know Love. seeing her in is it Rocky Horror, is that what she was in? Yes. yes. Yeah, we saw that. Um, that was really cool. Um, and then I don't know the actress's name, uh, but she plays Nomi in Sense8. Um, Jamie something. Yeah, and that is, a, that is a canonically trans lesbian character played by a trans woman. Um, and so that was something that was very exciting to see, but that was recent. Like that was very like a recent. few a years ago. ago. Yeah. It was like a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know seeing that really helped me cause I saw, we saw that before I came out as well. Yeah. Um, Were you scared to come out? Yes and no. Um, as far as living in this city, I felt pretty safe. Um, and I knew like I knew work would be fine. Uh, if anything, I was more worried about my family than anything. Um, cause like I knew Sarah was going to be supportive. I didn't really have any, any doubts about that. Um, cause I had also, um, the year prior to coming out as trans, I came out as non-binary, um, and tried that label on for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I Can think I Sarah, Sarah will tell you that probably <laughs> that didn't seem to completely didn't, fit. It didn't click. No. Can you tell me what that means? Um, basically I thought that I was neither male nor female. Like I thought I kind of identified somewhere in the middle. Um, and that's when the pronoun they yes and them comes into mm-hmm. our lingo. Yeah. Yeah. Correct? Okay. Yeah. So I, I tried that on for about a, a year um, and I still like the they them pronouns and I still use them today. It just didn't fully fit because I think like the further away I got from masculinity, the more I was like, yeah, this, I don't want anything to do with it at all. And usually like folks who are non-binary, they kind of float in between or they, there's many different ways, but that's one of the ways they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and now you're comfortable with she mm. and her. Yeah. How did that change? Uh, just over time. Um, Feeling it just, more connected to the feminine side. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just sort of started to fit more and more. Like it, it just kind of slowly started making sense. Especially as I met more people who were non-binary and I realized like, okay, I'm like, I am not the same as, as they are. Um, and I have a lot of friends who are, who are non-binary and uh, a few friends who are trans. And I, I've, I realized I was starting to identify more with uh, the other trans women in my life than I was with the, the other non-binary folks. And so uh, me- meeting a lot of other queer people really helped. Yeah, that's awesome. And how was it for you, Sarah, as a partner? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting because there aren't a lot of references out there that exist for, um, you know, cis partners with a trans partner. Um, there's a lot to do with like trans, like part families of trans people or um, even children of trans people. But as someone who is, you know, a life partner going through this alongside a trans person, it's like you can say ally, but also I feel like it goes a little bit deeper than that because we really are there through everything. Um, and so we, we really do feel a lot of a lot of the the experience that our partners are going through. So um, it's been a journey for sure for both of us, I think. But I always kind of knew um, throughout that year that Dee was exploring the whole non-binary um, sort of gender. I, I kind of had a feeling um, the, the feminine moments were becoming more frequent and, and I could see sort of the gender euphoria and the happiness was really occurring more so in those moments and more so in the feminine moments than when when you were sort of presenting as mask or anything to do with that side of things. So um, for me, it just kind of made more sense and I was I was putting together the the dots. Um, and so when Dee came to me one night and said, um, I remember you were crying and you were really upset about it. Um, and you said, I don't think I'm non-binary. And I said, I don't think you are either. <laughs> and that's you know, why that's yeah, crying though? Because were you crying because you were excited that you came to this realization? Um, it was it was a nerve wracking moment for me, I think, um, just because it was something that like I had kind of had to come to terms with with myself and realize like what journey I was about to start, like what all that meant. Uh, and there was yeah, there and there was a lot and there was a lot to it. Don't you wish we could just live in a world where you just could just not have a label mm. and like not even have to have this conversation i frequently wish that to be honest i frequently do yeah, it would be great but <laughs> it would be great i guess on my end just to sort of speak to that um it really is a big change and i think if you're someone who doesn't identify as anywhere in the queer spectrum prior to your partner coming out as you know the same gender as you or whatever um it might be more difficult and you may sort of be at odds with your sexuality at that point um for me i've been out as queer for a long time um i'm pansexual so in terms of the actual gender that was never really a factor for me because for me like my attraction is to the person it's not to their gender or you know their parts or anything like that and that's how it should be yeah and what's pansexual so there's a bit of a debate between um, the difference between bisexual and pansexual, and I don't really want to get into it because I don't want hate mail, but <laughs> essentially my definition of pansexual is um, that you're attracted to a person, you're not attracted to their gender or their parts, like I said. So um, there's so many more genders in the world than just male and female. Um, it's a gigantic spectrum. Um, scientists will tell you the same. So for me um, to say that I'm you know, bisexual is, is limiting to me because it's not, not two genders in my mind. Amazing. I love that. And ever since I've met the two of you, I just 
I can't help but say how impressed and proud I am of how you handle yourselves, um, especially after the wedding, because things are progressively changing, and watching your growth. I, I look like I was your wedding planner. We became friends. Uh, who the hell am I to say this? But I am proud of you. <laughs> I'm, proud of, I'm proud of anybody that comes out and com- comes to recognize their truth and live their their truth and be able to go to work every day and be comfortable with who they are. And watching you progressively get more comfortable with who you are has been a blessing. And good on you. And I hope that there's a lot of people out there that can learn from you because let's face it, being in our community, there's a lot of education that is involved. Mm -hmm. And for you to want to educate people and to answer these questions even that I have is commendable so Mm. good on you both of you thank you thank you let's talk about your wedding yeah (laughs) actually let's go back to talk about when we met so you had emailed me we we realized that i was not available on your wedding date Mm -hmm. because i was going to brooklyn to see the madonna concert the reason we were going to brooklyn was because for this specific tour she wasn't coming to Canada at all and so our schedules were clear that weekend and we decided we were going to make a trip to Brooklyn so I don't know if you know this about me but I am a huge Madonna fan I have been ever since I was a little boy and I vogued at my bar mitzvah I've talked about this often on this podcast so we actually I actually wasn't available on your wedding date because of this but of course there's always a solution thank god for tanya my assistant shout out wonderful wonderful human being Mm -hmm. who uh is somebody who i trust to execute my weddings when i'm not available Mm -hmm. so she was great great, yeah we all met you liked her you were comfortable with her because i know being comfortable around somebody is 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 huge not just for a wedding but just personality wise Mm -hmm. and connection wise she was like an aunt like yeah, she felt like yeah, a family definitely. member pretty quickly. So totally. Yeah. That is a great way to describe Tanya. Yeah. Uh, Auntie T. What made you feel most comfortable when you decided to hire us? What was the, the tipping point for you? Um, you wanted someone to make sure you were going to be comfortable that day and that you wouldn't go into type a personality mode yeah Yeah. i think you just got me like in our first meeting when we were talking and you're like okay i can definitely see like you are a type a person and don't worry like this is how we're gonna sort of you know dispel your fears and we're gonna take over and all the stuff that you're worrying about like you don't need to because this is why we're here um and the fact that you just sort of remembered you know what i emailed and really tried to understand us in the first meeting not just like okay great I'm trying really hard to get your money. So like, I'm going to tell you whatever you want to hear. And like, you can tell when those people are talking to you. And I don't know if it's because I'm like in the industry or what it is, but like, I really have that bullshit detector when it comes to vendors. So it definitely, you know, wasn't going off when, when we met. And I think instantly we were both really comfortable with you and really comfortable with Tanya. And that's, that's all we wanted. Yeah. My, my tipping point was looking over at you and seeing like how, relaxed you were in the moment i think during that meeting mm-hmm. um, oh that's really great and I, and I think i i think i ended up saying that to you was like my only like my only requirement was that you know sarah is able to relax on that day like if you achieve that i it's worth the money that's, yeah that's, that's how i that's how i thought about it cool yeah oh i like that thank you 
Thank you. No, no, you I want to thank. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> so much love in this room. Yeah, it's a love fest. <laughs> so I was going to Brooklyn to go to the Madonna concert, which then we found out <laughs> was canceled. I still had to go to Brooklyn, though, because uh, my friends and I had purchased our flight tickets and our airbnb we couldn't get refunds because we chose the cheapest of course that's how it goes that's how they get you (laughs) i i remember i woke up that morning in brooklyn with a hangover because what do you do because why not you're You're in brooklyn madonna concert yeah you drown your sorrows yeah (laughs) and i sent you both messages just saying hey i hope you're gonna have the most amazing day it's your wedding day yay and what did I get back from you, Sarah? <laughs> I said, yeah, so my, my makeup artist never showed up. So we need to figure out a plan. Makeup artist didn't show up. And this is the yeah. hardest thing because makeup's usually scheduled at 6 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't remember what time it was. It was eight, 8, I think. Yeah, it was like 8, eight or 9. Yeah. yeah. At 8 o'clock in the morning, when on a Sunday, you were getting married on a Sunday, yeah. mm-hmm. when your makeup artist doesn't show up, it's one of the hardest fixes yeah throughout the day like during business hours for people like okay if uh the linens didn't show up well we can call another rental company and they could bring linens with a makeup artist it's hard to get a hold of somebody at that time of day yeah Mm -hmm. that is awake or available even yeah what did you do i mean there were lots of there were lots of sort of fixes thrown around and ideas thrown around but um, I'm a very stubborn person and in that moment when I was feeling very overwhelmed I was very quick to shoot down all of the helpful ideas that my friends had um, so I, I wanted you to just go over to Sephora and get a makeup yeah and I think I mean that would have been a good idea however because of the timeline with our hair person and having to like coordinate both at the same time it just wouldn't have worked well so thank god our friend D, who lives in the Netherlands had come over uh, for our wedding and not that she doesn't make up anymore but sorry they um, but they uh, were here for the wedding so D quickly contacted them and said this is the situation um, where are you right now like can you can you get yeah, over there they, they just so happened to be on a spot on the subway that had internet going downtown for an entirely unrelated reason and had their makeup kit with them yeah so i just I, s- yeah. I sent them a, i sent them a text and was like hey where are you and then they they called me back and was like i'm at like i think they said they were at like young young station and sarah was at wellesley and i was they're like yeah I'm, I'm heading downtown to to do this thing and i was like change your plans right we now. need we need help yeah and it's so perfect yeah and they were immediately just like yep no problem like yeah. and i i ubered down there and and met them and like yeah yeah Yeah. so i joke that like my face was crowdfunded that day because like we literally were all just like trying to pull bills out of our wallets trying to like (laughs) give them enough money to go to sephora and buy makeup in three different shades and (laughs) like it was the funniest i mean at that point because i knew that they were there it was funny you were more comfortable like at that point i was like okay whatever but i'm not like a particularly gifted person when it comes to makeup so if it had to be like me doing my own makeup it would have been like a really distressing thing so I was like, as long as I'm not touching my own face on this day, like I'm fine. And luckily they've done my makeup before when they used to live here. So um, I had a lot of faith in them and the pictures will yes, prove. It's, it's they funny. Did a great totally. job. They yeah. looked amazing. Thank you. Did yeah. they do other people's makeup too? Um, they did my bridesmaids and then they did my mom's foundation. Oh, so they were able to get 
the same amount of people. Done yeah, on. it was a very, I mean, it was a very rushed process, <laughs> unfortunately, but um, we made it happen, and and I'm so thankful for them for. Yeah, and and I think we we agreed like had they still lived in Toronto, like they were the person we would have hired. Yeah, to they would have been my choice to begin with. So it's just funny the way Isn't that that funny things work out. What happened with? Bitch face. Oh no, sorry. Let's not call her that. <laughs> what happened with the original makeup artist? <laughs> Caught me off guard. Um, I I'm not gonna get fully into it. Just they had a rough night, and yeah, uh, I heard from them later on that day. Yeah, that's they slept through. That's basically yeah. Yeah, that's that's all I'm gonna say. On they that. they still haven't and won't be in contact with me. I think. Yeah. So that's for the better. But yeah, the 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 two things I said were like. Glad you're alive. And don't call Sarah. Exactly. Yeah. That is actually exactly. what I said. I was like, don't don't talk to Sarah. I got it. Yeah. And I'm glad you're okay. But yeah. Yikes. And <laughs> my biggest thing is like people are like, okay, well, why don't you, you know, write her a negative review or whatever? And you know, things happen and it's people's livelihood and I just don't I don't really feel good messing with that. Um, as I'm sure this is an extenuating circumstance. So it's unfortunate that it happened, but I, you know, I wish her well and hope this doesn't happen to brides in the future. I'm the same way. I don't feel like publicly shaming someone in the form of a review is the right thing to do. No, I don't think it's nice. I don't like it when it happens to me. I have one really shitty. <laughs> I remember your shitty review. <laughs> Apparently the message gets across that the person writing the review is a total nut job <laughs> and, sh- and does not actually her opinion did not actually really matter truth anymore but i just don't think it's right that's why on this podcast when i publicly shame somebody i never use names <laughs> it's I'm if just, you know you know and it's I'm just telling a story and i often say on this podcast it's if you weren't an asshole then i wouldn't talk about it yeah so fair. don't be an asshole is the lesson here and, and don't, don't show up on wedding confessions Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Show up for your job. Do what you're supposed to. It, yeah, that's. I mean, we all have to. Yeah, it's not. It's not that much to ask for. I don't think. You chose a really cool venue. For oh my god! Yeah. Your wedding. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Was um, it a hard process for you? It wasn't hard no, at all. Really. Um, we hadn't done a lot of venue site tours. That day, we had kind of committed ourselves to two venues. One of which was an Italian community center, which was. The worst experience that oh I maybe God. have had in my life. I just went there. With I a know. Remember when you posted it in your thing and I you responded? saw the penis statue. Yep. And I was like, Oh no! Oh no! Steer them away from that. Yeah, oh, don't, um, don't, we didn't don't. need to. Yeah, we knew as soon as we walked in. Anyways, go on. Yeah. So that was that was our first trip, and then from there, sort of Sassafras was, which is where we got married. Um, that was sort of the opposite of that, where it was more intimate, um, and it was just it was downtowns, so it was central. And it was like, for us, the most important thing for our wedding, for our guests anyway, was good food. And we knew that we would get that at a restaurant, especially one in Yorkville. Yeah, Yeah, you missed out. Um, (laughs) So when when we arrived there, I think we both kind of just had this feeling of like, this is right. And it was just very that. Yeah, very much so. Like, I can't say much about the person showing us around, but like the venue itself was, it was perfect. You work in the events world, so I'm sure you've seen uh, a handful or two of venues. (laughs) More than one, yeah. And uh, Sassafras is unique. It's 
like you said, has delicious food and a really cool, it's just a really cool space. Yeah, it's yeah. neat. It had sort of the two floors, which is what we wanted. And the waterfall um, in the back. Yeah, the, the living wall, which was great. It was just getting renovated. So I knew that it would be sort of like pristine and great. And I also, because we were operating on a budget for our wedding, let's be real. Um, I didn't want any of our money going towards having to get in like linens and tables and cutlery and that stuff that really does break the bank at the end of the day. So because, you know, that kind of thing was included, it really sort of swayed us. I mean, it didn't need to, but it really sort of solidified our... Yeah, it definitely helped. Yeah. It's also, it's such a pretty restaurant that it didn't need so much decor, flowers, candles. No, not really. What you did was so simplistic. Yeah, it was very... But still did what it needed to do to bring out even more to the, to the restaurant. Yeah. That live wall is so gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yeah. And what a beautiful backdrop. That's where, what was behind the two of you behind us. Yeah. 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 How were the speeches that night? Oh, <laughs> my, my mom had everyone in tears. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I would say the, the speeches were, were pretty good. Yeah. Um, my dad's was, was also really good. He ended up high-fiving your parents, which was funny. Yeah, high fived your parents. <laughs> he did. Yeah, awesome. he was talking about how like every parent has two jobs, one of which is to you know raise your kid to to make good decisions, and then he said, "I think we've done that," and then went over and and high fived all the all the parents. So how cute that was pretty that? great. It was pretty yeah. your dad in a nutshell. Yeah, very much so. Um, and then yeah, the thing, the interesting thing about Dee's mom's speech was that she kept um, correcting herself with gendering. Um, so she was really, really doing her best to, to ensure she was using the right gender. And a lot of people came up to, to us after, and it was very split. A lot of people said, oh, did that make you uncomfortable? Well, it, it was, it was a split between the, the queer people were like, oh my God, she corrected herself. That was amazing. And all the not queer people were like, wasn't that uncomfortable? All the five not queer people that were at our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So why do you think that they thought that way? Um, I think it's just like if if you're a member of the queer community, you kind of know that or at least you kind of have this feeling of like, well, if they're trying, that's a good thing. Like they're showing that they're actively trying in totally. a way. Yeah. And the best way to correct yourself when you misgender someone is to just say the sentence over again with the right pronoun and continue on as if it didn't happen. Yeah. And that's exactly what my mom did. And That's I think incredible. for the I think for the hetero folks they were kind of like but like she was really calling attention to it and really like the fact that she didn't say it right the first time and then she corrected herself like wasn't that awkward and so they didn't really see the the point that yes she was trying and that she actively was was not going to you know purposely misgender her child on their wedding day and that that to us was really mm-hmm. it it really went a long way. That's touching. I like so. that. What? Okay, wait. There was something else about your wedding that I wanted to talk about. You had a umbrella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did, was it raining that day? It was. Yeah, Very okay. much, yes. So you brought umbrellas to your photo shoot. Yeah. So um, myself, uh, my cousin, Jared, basically my two, my two uh, pe- members of the wedding party, uh, her brother and my cousin, uh, we showed up first. And we, or I didn't know that the bridesmaids had umbrellas already. Apparently Jared knew and just didn't say anything. Jared. Oh no, James knew. Sorry, no, James knew and didn't Sorry, say Jared. anything. Because um, <laughs> he told us later. That sounds like um, James. <laughs> and and so me and Jared were like, whoa, well we should get we should get an umbrella so that like you know so the girls don't have to get their dresses all wet. So we went and 
bought an umbrella. It just looked like a random black umbrella with some white spots on it. I was like, cool, polka dot umbrella, no problem. Love a polka dot umbrella. Uh, we love those. Yeah, it's like, all right, cool, whatever. And uh, then we opened it, <laughs> which I don't think we didn't open it for the first time until you got there. I don't think. Who noticed? Was it the photographer that noticed? No, it had to be you guys because Jared met me at the car. And then before I got out, he was like, hang on one second. And then tilted it down so that I can see. By the way, it said fucking rain. (laughs) (laughs) Which was incredible. In your pictures, it is so awesome. It features prominently in many of our photos. (laughs) And Um, it's so you. It's just, it's so us. And it's so just illustrated the cluster of the morning that we had to scramble to to fix the makeup situation and get there. And it just, yeah, it was great. It was perfect. Like it, it seemed okay when we got to the distillery district, but then it was like, Oh nope, it's rain. Okay. Well, we're still doing it. We're still finding our photos here. (laughs) But weren't you so happy that that was the only major problem that day was the makeup and rain, which isn't really a problem. It's just an inconvenience, but a hundred percent. The rest of your day was awesome. It was perfect. It was very smooth. Everything worked out and you had a killer time. It's because we had a great planner. <gasps> oh, how nice. Mm. Yeah, Tina's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she learned from me. There you go. Your jacket was also really cool on wedding day. It was really great. Um, I, you I just... You that jacket, didn't you? No, it wasn't... How did you get that? No, I met the person on Buns, um, which is now Pals, thank goodness. Um, they changed the name. They yes. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a, a takeover, but for, for good reasons. Um, but yeah, so I met, I think I, I was looking for just a unique piece to add, um, into our photos as so we didn't have the umbrella at that point. And, um, <laughs> I just, um, I had liked the idea of having sort of a special jacket with something funny or something sort of witty on the back. And the phrase wife of the party was a thing that was sort of Stuck in my mind. Yeah, I don't know. It's very punny and dumb. It's kind of it worked. People loved it. Yeah, it it was great. It's so So, cute. Yeah, and just like that little. It was like this like really sexy leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. It was just this old leather jacket that I used to have that I never wore anymore. And um, yeah, it worked out for the best, and it was great. And I love the photos that we have with Mm -hmm. it. In so, did you only wear it for the photo shoot? You didn't wear it at all at the reception, did you? I wore it for because we actually forgot about it when we did our photos in distillery, which is what it was actually for. So the umbrella took over. it just took over. Yeah. Um, so I wore it for our entrance yeah. uh, into the reception and for our first dance and for a couple of the speeches until I got way too hot. Um, and then we did one photo outside at sunset um, right outside on the side of the mural yeah. outside of Sassafras. So those are the photos that we have of it. But yeah, I think that that's probably one of my favorite ones. Just like up, up us up against the wall. Like, yeah. With your back. With Sounds like, raunchy. Uh, <laughs> it's not, I promise. Not like that. No, <laughs> we're both facing the wall. Up against the wall. Up against the we're wall. both facing the wall, just like with our back showing and you have like her jacket showing in my suit jacket and it was really cool. It's classy. It's a good one. It's the last photo in our photo album, so. What was your first dance song? Best Part by Daniel Caesar. How did you choose it? And can you sing you a did. little bit of it for me? I will not sing it, <laughs> but I I did choose it. Yeah, but um, I, as soon as you told me what it was, I was like, yep, that's the one. I don't know how I chose it. I just, I was listening to a few songs um, and just like the lyrics were really cute, but without being disgusting. Like one of them is like, you're my sunshine in the rain when it's pouring is one of the lines. And like, 
it was very fitting for that day. Little yeah. did we know it was supposed to rain, <laughs> but it just, it really, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it was us in like not a disgusting way. Yeah. So it's very cute. Yeah. Very cute song. And yeah, now I hear like it all cute. the time. It like pops up on my Spotify all the time. Yeah. And now I think about that day. So isn't that amazing? It's great. Mm-hmm. Don't you love how songs can just take you back to yeah. a certain time in your life, even mm-hmm. years ago? Like there's songs that I hear that make me remember when I was eight years old in the playground at school. That's so cool. Yeah, they're very transformative. I can't remember yesterday, but... Same. (laughs) I can't remember (laughs) this morning. But I'll remember when I was eight from a song that I heard. Yeah. All right, you two wonderful people. Thank you for coming here and talking to me. Thank you for opening up. Of course. Thank you for telling your story, for being honest, and thank you for just being you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I appreciate your time. And everybody else listening, I would love to hear your comments. So please write to me and tell me any funny stories that happened on your wedding day or if you want to comment about anything about Dean and Sarah's wedding day. Otherwise, subscribe and stay tuned next week for another wonderful episode of Wedding Confessions. Bye. Bye. Bye.